You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians. I want to apologize for the lack of a show on Friday. A combination of computer issues and illness led to that show not occurring again. I am sorry, but I will say that that is just one of two missed shows, uh, the other being on the day of the draft, which I had forewarned I wasn't going to have the the time to uh, to put a show together um after the, i was gonna say after day one of the draft but uh again i'm sorry and uh, i want to thank all of our subscribers on whatever you're using to subscribe that is huge for us keep that going so we are going to break up the show in a rather simple way we'll talk about the uh horrible weekend for the indians uh there's no i mean there are other ways to describe it but all of them have to be negative when you uh lose to the worst team in baseball that badly um only curse words should really come to mind. And then we're going to take the second half of the show. And at this point, I think most would still agree that the Indians' biggest problems are all on the offensive side of things. So we are going to look at the the major players and see how they did over the last month. We're just going to look at a month's worth of data. We're going to see how they were over the last month, see who's trending up, who's trending down, and who is staying roughly the same. So the Baltimore Orioles are terrible, um, awful. Uh, they will probably have the first pick in the draft next year. And they destroyed the Indians this weekend. Um, you know, uh, Mike Clevenger comes off the disabled lists and gets rocked. That's two bad outings for him. Uh, they have to go to Pletko in the pen. He's not good working out of the pen in this one. Tyler Olson was not effective. Uh, now, Means has been a very good pitcher for the Orioles this year. So you give it that. The rest of those guys who came in the pen have not been. The Indians got just six hits. Um, and while Means has been very good, the Indians have gotten to him this year. Mercado had two of those hits. Uh, Santana had a hit and a walk. Luplo had a walk. Uh, your only extra base hit also went to Mercado. I mean, Mercado is your player of the game. Two for four with your only extra base hit. What more do you really need? Um... Yeah, it's an ugly one. I mean, there's not a lot of time to spend on it. Clevenger's performance since he's come back from injury is a concern. Uh, but again, the Orioles are a team you should beat up on. It's not just that Clevenger got lit up. It's, you know, you got a guy coming back from injury whose last time out also struggled and then went back on the disabled list. Let's help his confidence by leaving him out there to give up seven runs. That's just bad management. Uh, I understand leaving Plutko out there because you need him to soak up some innings. But, again, Pleco shouldn't be getting beat up by the Orioles. That's just... And then, if you're like me, you looked at the box score for the next day and went, wait a second, am I looking at the wrong box score? But you are not. The Indians proceeded to lose a second game, 13 nothing as well. And after just five hits on Friday, they came back to be even weaker on Saturday, getting just five hits and one walk. Your only extra base hit belongs to Kipnis, who did base a double in this one. I don't know if anyone really deserves anything for this performance or this game. Um, I mean, Kevin P. had two of the five hits, so maybe you consider him. Uh, you know, Adam Simber. I'm going to give it to him. One innings pitch, two strikeouts. The only pitcher who didn't give up a run. Ty Clippard. We're seeing some regression. A.J. Cole. Uh, there's a reason why A.J. Cole has bounced around so much, and... He's always been extremely long ball prone, and that, I feel like, is going to be an issue. Um, Mike Freeman, are we going to complain that <laughs> you got a, a two runs given up by the uh, 
hitter who's just pitching to save your pen after two bad performances by starters. Really ugly game for Plesak. It's multiple hit batters, um, very hittable. He's been really good so far this year. And on the other side of things, Andrew Kashner has been a bit of a sneaky, effective pitcher. Um, He's one of those guys that, along with Jonathan Villar, the starting second baseman, who should really be considered uh, trade targets for teams out there. I don't think, you know, they're going to move a Chancisco or a Renato Nunez, but even a Trey Mancini could conceivably be on the move because he is already 27 years of age. Dwight Smith Jr., maybe. You know, I talked about this in a, a pod last week. But this, there's some, some guys to check out on this Baltimore squad um, for other teams in spite of how bad their roster um, has performed this year. But, I mean, you look at this game, uh, Renato Nunez had two home runs. He's up to 18. He's a former big-name prospect who's finally getting that opportunity to play. He's going to hit for low average. He's not going to walk a lot. But, uh, you know, if you want to look at a, uh, a best outcome for Bobby Bradley, it's Nunez, who took a while to click and is always going to be a low average guy, but hits is hitting for power this year and is on pace, you know, to to eclipse 30 home runs so maybe that's your your hope for Bobby Bradley we'll talk about him more in the second half of the show so the Indians actually entered today's game having to be afraid of the fact that they could be swept which is crazy to think about that the ball you could get swept by the Baltimore Orioles. let's let that sink in has it sunk in enough the Indians were in danger the Baltimore Orioles had 22 wins entering this weekend they're now up to 24 uh and the Indians' offense was uh, somewhat punchless. I mean, it's hard to—two runs isn't a great outing, but they had 10 hits. Part of the problem is five of those hits were between Mercado and Santana, and then the rest of the lineup. And then you had your other three hits came from Bowers and Luplo, who platooned in the game. Uh, so you had three guys providing 80% of the offense. Uh yeah, it's it's less than ideal. I, I still don't. I hate this lineup construction. I at this point would rather see Bowers getting pushed up. Ramirez has to get pushed down. Um, Bobby Bradley. Oof. I mean, I warned. I warned. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I I warned that this was a very real possibility of what you would see with him. That he was going to get exploited at the next level. That he just wasn't good enough. Uh, Shane Bieber. Eight innings, three hits, no walks, 11 strikeouts. Uh, that's, yeah, I, we call that a good outing. After the previous two, you might have forgotten what one of those looks like. And Brad Hand with the save, the 23rd for him on the year. One walk, three strikeouts, two hits. He didn't make it pretty, but he did make it through. Uh, Gabriel Yanoa for Baltimore, uh, fantastic. You can't really have uh, any fault with him. Former Indian Sean Armstrong uh, gave up three of those hits, but uh, just the one run was able to to work through things in there. But again, this pen is atrocious, and um, you know it, the the fact that they're not getting to this pen more often is is an issue. The fact that third inning, how do they score a run? Well, Santana singled and Mercado scored. Oh, okay, so in the seventh inning, how do they score a run? Santana single singled, Mercado scored. That was the the offense. I mean, it was like a a quarterback to a receiver. It was Santana to Mercado for the point. And thank goodness for those two right now. Um, Because we have even seen a little bit of slide back with Lindor on top of a lineup that is uh, 
you know, if if we say struggling, that is probably being kind uh, this this year. Um, next month, we will dive into the uh, the monthly stats, the team stats again to see how they're comparing. But before then, let's take our break right now in the podcast. And now is a good time for a word from our sponsors. First up is Hotels.com, .com website or app. Uh, they will tell you the places you should not go to. They will show you the best deals. They will save you time and money. Uh, you want to go there because that is their whole model. They are going to make it easier on you and save you money so you go back to them. Uh, use them. You should use them. Our other sponsor is BlueChew.com. It is the little blue pill, like Viagra or Cialis, same active ingredients. But since it's chewable, it gets your bloodstream quicker and makes you ready to go quicker. If you go over to bluechew.com, use the promo code MLB, you can try it for free. You're just going to have to pay the 5 bucks for shipping. This is your chance. If you've ever been curious, you want to see what it's like, get discreetly mailed to your door. You're just going to pay that 5 bucks in shipping, and you can see what all the hype is about. Remember, it's bluechew.com, promo code MLB. Okay, I want to thank everyone again who's uh, rating, reviewing, subscribing, recommending. I think it's it's so awesome and nice of you guys when I'm sitting there on Twitter and I see, oh, you should listen to it. It's good. Jeff knows his stuff. Thank you. I, I mean, it, it brings a genuine smile to my face, and I appreciate that. So the Indians offense has been a uh, an issue. So let's look at how guys have performed over the last month of the season. I just want to look at guys, the, you know, the, the guys i want to just look at the the hitters and their performance over the last month or so just to see you know are guys trending up are they trending down are they staying the same so let without any further ado let's kind of dive into these guys one by one i'm going to i was debating how to go about it i think i'm going to work you know go down to catcher first work my way around the infield and then go out to the outfield so we're going to start off with roberto perez i'm not going to really go into kevin p for this one just because He's a part-time player who does not have much of an impact um, for the Indians in any way, shape, or form. And I know people know Roberto Perez has performed well this year, but it might be a shock that he has a 297 average over the month, a 361 on base percentage, and a 656 slugging. His OPS is over 1,000, which, you know, over 800 is great. You go back to the season. So in the month of March, he had seven at-bats. They weren't, he, no stats to show. April, a 712 uh, OPS. May, an 814. And in the month of June, like I said, up over 1,000. So that is, it's great. A, he's progressing uh, just in terms of, and a lot of that has been driven by his power, which just keeps going up and up and up. And his power production has really, he's up to 14 home runs this year. And obviously, June was very kind. So why is he still hitting in the bottom third of the order? I don't know. If you can figure out a reason why he is still hitting in the bottom third, please let me know, because um, I have no idea why. Next up, uh, Mr. All-Star, Carlos Santana. He, uh, so again, he, you, this is another thing that might be surprising when you're looking at Carlos Santana. Um, during March, he was, he was fantastic, but it's 10 at bat, so we'll jump past that. April, 864 OPS. May, 936 OPS. June, his OPS was uh, 1,017. So he has improved every single month, and a lot of that for him has been an increase in his slugging percentages as well. Uh, April and June, in particular, his average and on-base percentage were uh, 
were very in line, almost the same. But uh, it's every single month his slugging percentage has improved. He has been fantastic. 18 home runs lead the team. He leads the team in virtually every offensive category. Uh, if you have an issue right now with Carlos Santana, then there is something going on wrong with you. But he's getting even better. He's not a guy who started hot and is getting worse. He is currently getting better. So if we're moving over to second base, that is the land of Jason Kipnis. Um, I've been a very, very vocal critic of Kipnis this year. And when we go into the month of June, he has been okay. Uh, if he can keep this going all year, I will be content with Jason Kipnis. Uh, I still would not uh, consider picking up his option in the slightest. But I can deal with a guy who has a slash line of a 274. 312 on base percentage, 464 slugging, 776 OPS. Should he be hitting in the top of your lineup? You know, one of the top four, five, six spots? No, absolutely not. He shouldn't be anywhere near that. Uh, but he's he's performing, okay? I've been a vocal critic, but I have to be honest. He's getting the job done, end of story. I don't like where he's put in the lineup, but Jason Kipnis is getting the job done, and being at least a league average bat. Next up is kind of the face of the franchise. I, well, I don't think kind of. I think most would agree. The face of this franchise, Francisco Lindor. And for him, the month of June is a 308 average, a 345 on base, a 533 slugging for an 878 OPS. That is, for him, you know, he didn't play. He only played 37, or I'm sorry, he only had 37 at-bats in April. So May, he had an 864 OPS. So it actually, for him, went up in June. Now, some of these being close, and one of the reasons we're seeing an improvement in June is a much weaker schedule, if we are honest. But still, it is nice to see guys trending up and not trending down on the whole. So we now are going to look at Jose Ramirez, the most hotly talked about debated player in the Indian lineup this year. And Jose Ramirez is going to be the player that, that breaks what we've seen. Uh, you go through by the months that he's played. Um, again, we're not going to really look into March because it was so limited. April, 191 average, 294 on base percentage, 298 slugging for a 592 OPS. That's atrocious. May, signs of life, 245 average, 353 on base, 373 slugging. You know, there's still no power there for a guy who hit a ton of home runs last year, but at least he's getting on base and his average was creeping up. Uh, June against the weaker competition that a lot of these other guys are feasting on 224 average, 292 on base percentage, 341 slugging for a 633 OPS I mean I could go into the more advanced stats but I think these get the point across uh, he needs to be hitting ninth in the lineup at this point and I say that because you want your guy who hits ninth to have a little bit of speed when he can get on base cause some pressure and Jose Ramirez is an excellent base runner he might be the best base runner on the Indians um, so the combination of putting him there and letting him scuffle, he's not going to be hurting the team. He's not going to be hurting the lineup as much as your nine hitter. And you can take advantage of the skills that he still is showing. But uh, you, you can't have him as your six hitter. You can't have him over Roberto Perez at this point. It's uh, it's just horrible it, lineup construction. It's It's sticking with someone because of what they've done, not because of what they're doing. And you have to move on from that. We're going to go to Oscar Mercado, one of the other big bright spots for the Indians this year, a guy who took a while to get to the majors and has performed better than I think uh, I would have ever thought he would perform. 
What's interesting is as May and June have the same average of a 304. In May, he uh, his on-base percentage was a 385. It's because it was it was less at bats. So while he had a similar walk total, his walk rate was much higher. His slugging uh, jumped from a 435 to a 471. His OPS was an 820. It's an 807. I think he'll likely end up with something below those. But at the same time, he's productive. Uh, no problems with him and what he's done put him in the two hole uh the power has been a bit of a surprise because i didn't think he really would ever hit for much i think he's you know at the an above average to plus defensive center fielder with averageish tools as a hitter and that is a starter every day of the week for the indians and um you know it, i'd really have to sit down and I'd probably make a fool of myself making this statement but he's got to be amongst the top five candidates for um, rookie of the year at this point just because of the uh, the production and what we're seeing and you know those old school writers love to see a rookie hitting over 300 let's just be honest about that but Mercado so at this point I think we've established that I mean I personally have Mercado 1 Lindor 2 Santana should probably be your 3 Perez should be hitting 4th We've still got, you know, three more spots. Uh, ninth should be Ramirez. Kipnis, I'm still undecided about. But so at this point, we kind of need to figure out five, six, seven, and eight. Now let's look at the... Uh, there's a few ways to go with this. Let's look at... Uh, I mean, we could look at Leonis Martin real quick. I know he's not with the Indians, and he's not part of lineup construction anymore. But when you look at his splits, just to see why he was let go... In the month of June, 48 at-bats, a 125 average, a 192 on base percentage, a 333 slugging for a 525 OPS. May, a 541 OPS. I mean, he had a good that good April with the five home runs and his slugging was up, and the 232 was his high mark for average, but he wasn't bringing much defensively. Indians, 100%, made the correct move there. But since they have taken him out of the picture... Let's talk about Jake Bowers, who has been uh, getting a few more reps in the outfield now, especially since they moved up Bradley and kind of moved him out of that spot. For the month of June, Bowers, 227 average, 236 on base percentage, 493 slugging for 756 uh, OPS. May, he was awful, uh, 194, 292, 301, 593. But April, he was 256, 344, 410, 754. So he was closer to average. Um, but he has gone basically like average, bad, average. We'll see. Uh, closer to the start of the month, he was actually playing quite well. It's evening out, but at the same time, he's had five home runs in the month of June. He has 10 total. So in this one month, we've seen half of his home run production. And here's a kid who is, you know, 23 years of age still. Won't be 24 until October. Extremely young. We'll see. Um, I mean, if I told you the Indians had a 23-year-old who was on pace to hit over 20 home runs, uh, that that would bring some excitement to many. Uh, yes, we'd like to see all the other uh, numbers stack up, uh, move, and get higher. But uh, he's not been a complete loss in terms of the addition to the Indians. He's probably someone I'd be honestly looking at around 6th or 7th in the lineup. Okay, so Tyler Naquin is next up. He has formed a relatively um, okay platoon with uh, Jordan Luplow. 
uh, it very much is better when Luplo is in. But at the same time, I'm, I'm being a little unfair to Naquin, who I mentioned the five home runs by Bowers. Naquin has five this month as well. Uh, 232 uh, average, 254 on base, 554 slugging. He's not getting on base, which is a, a, an issue, but he is hitting for some power. He's making the platoon work. The uh, the OPS being over 800 is great. Uh, we ha- we can't mention him, as I said, without mentioning Luplo. So when you pull him up, um, he's been fantastic since he came back in May. Uh, May 250, 286, 597, 883. June 265, 379, 469, 848. He's got nine home runs and 139 at-bats. So Luplo should be your fifth hitter when he plays, and I think Naquin at this point should be your fifth hitter. Um, Just keep that spot the same. I I would rather have those two guys out there providing a little more pop from that position at this point. Honestly, Kipnis is at six. Seven is, uh, is, uh, why am I, I blanking on our, uh, on Jake Bowers and eight is Bobby Bradley or whoever else they decide to put in that spot. And then nine is Jose Ramirez. Cause you'd rather have his base running there. Um, Bobby Bradley has been as promised, you know, uh, 20 at bats, three hits, two of them for extra bases, nine strikeouts, He's striking out uh, almost half of his at-bats at this point. It, it was warned. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they try something new after the All-Star break just because he he's looking extremely exposed um, in the majors. He was hitting so well in the minors, and you don't necessarily want to mess with uh, confidence. He is... You know, 23 years of age. He's a little bit younger than Jake Bowers for a comparison, less than a year. But uh, Bowers has, you know, this is his second year in the majors. And uh, Bradley, there were always the concerns about the hit tool, the strikeout rate. We'll have to see. Uh, The Indians, honestly, you know, maybe you give him to the deadline. And if the Indians can stay in it and he is still not performing, uh, you trade for a rental on the cheap or you give another hit. I mean, Daniel Johnson should be getting a call sooner than later from that AAA team. So I don't think that uh, if, if Bobby Bradley continues to really struggle, um, we'll probably see more Mike Freeman, honestly, with as much as Tito has relied on him. And then we'll probably see uh, eventually Daniel Johnson up in his place, um, giving Bradley a chance to kind of gain back some of that confidence that he he had before he was called up i want to thank you all again for listening uh with the long delay with uh, me missing friday um i really appreciate each and every single one of my listeners and all of the kind statements you make uh it was a rough weekend to be an indians fan but you guys made it a lot better as always go tribe